Hey, Tim, what are you drinking today? Well, like most days, I am drinking covert coffee from our friends Brian and Amy Fowler, who have a micro micro roaster, I think that's what it's called, out in Tennessee. They will ship anywhere from their website. And if you mention the podcast, you can get a 10% discount at covertcoffee.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim, a podcast where Tim Gillespie and Sam Lenore invite you into a conversation with them and many of their friends where they explore life, faith, modern culture, and friendship. Everybody, welcome back. This is Sam and Tim. What's going on, everybody? Nope, you're still interrupting me, even though I said it with your name first. <laughs> doesn't matter. At this point, it doesn't matter. If we haven't lost our whole we are. our whole <laughs> audience at this point, um, we, listen, lost, we are we've lost we, the respect. We, I don't know if we've lost the audience, but they're probably asking chapter. themselves, why do we listen to this every every time these guys put something out? Why do I even try it again? It's because it's in your podcast subscription. It just keeps showing up on your phone, right? That's that's I'm I'm subscribed to podcasts that I've watched, listened to one of. Here's what I want, and I'm still getting them. Sometimes, sometimes after our intro, I wonder. I myself say I would like those three minutes back for. I I want those three minutes back for my life. I wonder if the listeners feel the same way. If you if the very the person speaking into a microphone wants his time back, uh, how does the listener feel? Do you think do you think that your time is that important that three minutes is gonna make a difference in anyone else's life? Gold. 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 Pure unoptonium. Unoptonium. Well, we're in chapter four of this one project journey, as we like to say. Um you and should. we are we're I do didn't the, say do, it this time, did I? Do the, do, the, do, the, do the, come on, do it. Jeremy. Jeremy. And our uh, our guest, we are continuing on from chapter three, who could actually say journey in the right way. <laughs> Japheth, Japheth, can you say journey in a way that, that we love? Journey. Yeah, see, journey. we're now on yeah. a journey. Yeah, I, think, I think it's good. We're on a journey now. <laughs> a journey. Man, I want to say off the top that I wish I had Japheth's voice. We all do. Yeah. That's a podcasting voice right there, Japheth. That is, Thank yeah. you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. You know what we should do, Sam? Mm. We should do the podcast, then have it transcribed, and then make JFit <laughs> just read it. <laughs> oh, I would love I would love that actually. I would love to be able to do that and, and do different accents for you guys and uh yeah. And different pictures because I don't know if you realize what you sound like, but it's more like this all the time. I'm <laughs> well aware. It's like, yeah. I'm yeah. well aware. My, my name is Tim and I'm lonely. Okay. <laughs> hey. Hey, buddy, we're the hosts. You're the guests. Remember your place. That's it. That's it. You're off the podcast. Okay. Oh, no, that's not true because we are still. Yeah. Um, Friends, dear listeners, our guest today, as you already know, is Japheth De Oliveira. I'm saying his name correctly because uh, it's really hard for people to say your name correctly, Japheth. We have so much fun with this. It is Japheth, <laughs> right? Not Japheth, Japeto, Jahapet. Um, Thank how many you. Thank you for Jay sharing all of those. Yeah. Jay, uh, yeah, Fred. Um, people try everything. So, yeah, Jay, um, Jay Fat is my favorite one. I really like Jay that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> people and they and they and they stop as they say it. They'll realize that they've said it. I'm like, mm, I don't think that's my name. <laughs> uh, so, um, we you are a guest. You've been a guest before. This is our your second time with us. Um, you began ministry in England, where you're from. Um, you continued ministry here in uh, the U.S. at Andrews University, where you served in 17 billion different capacities um, <laughs> as a chaplain, as a director in the Center for Youth Evangelism, producer of the Camporee, the International Pathfinder Camporee, uh, etc. Then we never actually talked about this, but you transitioned um, while here in the U.S., in your ministry in the U.S., to pastoring the Boulder uh, Church, right? So you, or you yeah, were for yeah. four or five years? How long were you at Boulder? Yep, yep. Uh, six years there. Whoa, it was yeah. six? Great, yeah, great community. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, time flies by. 
a beautiful sure. community that you did a lot of work to revitalize that that church mm-hmm. um a church family there and and jay you still live there right in the area yeah just just out of the just out of town now which is uh, according to people in boulder there is no other place and so they're not quite sure where i live you live where <laughs> <laughs> what is it is that outside of boulder is there anything yeah. outside of this? but there's only like nine people who live in boulder because they're the only people who can afford it because yeah. they bought their homes yeah, in 1943 yeah. so there's those three old guys playing checkers i think at the same time that ellen white actually arrived there and said buy this land is when they bought their land as well <laughs> Dude, you know, I feel like that's what Ellen White did in her later life. She was just a real estate agent. She was just rolling up to places and being like, purchase this. And the GC was like, nah, we don't know. And they're like, nope, purchase this. This is the place we need to purchase. We're going to keep was, it for a hundred years. Where, yeah, I found this document where James White, her husband, had bought some land in Boulder. And uh, some of the community, not right where it is right now, but some of the community got upset about this and kind of got pitchforks and knives and stuff and came and, and forced him to resell it back to them. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So but they kept do, uh, they, they bought a whole bunch of people. I do think stuff. it's it's interesting that I bet you I bet you that she saw in dreams the future and she knew a hundred years from now this is gonna be the most valuable land in the world. The Napa Ridiculous. Valley. Come but on. I wanna I I wanna just posit that my understanding is that she was looking at the land that ucla is on in brentwood (laughs) and she chose loma linda that that was definitely feels like a dream a a dream she had after eating a very large burrito (laughs) feels like a mess Um, that that was not no the the it was going well until that moment the story is that she got off the train in loma linda which means what does that mean sam beautiful hill beautiful hill and she went i've seen this before but doesn't mean that she saw it before in a in a good dream man could have been could have been a bad dream maybe she saw it in one of those fires that we're having lately i know anyway we're way off topic now we're way off topic so so jay um the the reason we have you in as a as a guest on our podcast is to keep talking about the one project the story of the one project Last time we talked a little bit about history, some of the data, the places we've been. This time we want to we want to focus on um, the meaning and maybe some of the your memories, your favorite memories of what happened. But before we dive into that, I want to we've been referencing this. The both of you have been saying that there's this website that is the correct one, and and you keep saying that as if there's a very wrong one. <laughs> well, there's not a yeah, wrong I, one. There's ours. <laughs> Right, Jay? Yeah, yeah. And then there's not ours. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. And if yeah. somebody's going to write 60 pages criticizing the one project, you'd think that they would have done their research to realize which website they were actually on. But apparently, that doesn't matter. Right? To, to that person's credit, though, that started to fuel this, I mean, they were retired. Um, they, they hadn't seen a website in a long time. <laughs> And it's a new phenomenon. So, so it's just, it was a, a real experience for them. And they were on the wrong website the entire time as they criticized. So they wrote an entire wrote critique, it. a 60-page critique on oh, the one project yeah. based on having gone and to the wrong sh- webpage. And then spread it and then sent it to leaders of the church all over the world. Mm. Hey, well, Which, of course, may- was really exciting for people. Yeah. Well, then maybe we should talk about this and then end on a, on a positive note. So the opposition to the one project, um, it began, when did you feel that there was some pushback, Jay? When, was, when did you get a sense, okay, this is, we may be doing something that some people are really not resonating with? I, I think that candidly in, in Denver when we spoke in Denver we had just a uh, this little pause moment where we said you realize that if we if we talk about Jesus somebody's going to think there's something else going on here and we said <laughs> we said uh, <laughs> no we're just going to go ahead and do this and that was the the length of the time I think we spent about maybe 30 seconds a minute on it right but the uh, the real pushback came um, came after uh, after Atlanta and Seattle when we met in Seattle. Uh, mm-hmm. It was that that was the the kind of like electric moments for us um, and and just the 
the excitement and joy of so many people in the room who were all, you know, thrilled, re-renewing their life with Christ and, and saying, I'm going to go be a stronger disciple. I'm going to follow him in the best that I know how. And that freedom uh, frightened some people. You think fear is at the heart, was at the heart of the negative reaction to the one project? Yeah, it was just, uh, I mean, we, I, had, I had several leaders in, in our tribe who, who mentioned to me, I, if, you, if you had told us this is what you're going to say, I wouldn't have invited uh, some people to come here because I don't think our members can handle this. And referring to their congregations. And, and I, my reply to them and, and uh, I was basically, well, actually, I think, I think they are handling it. I think they're handling it because the, this is actually what we need to, to hear. We need to be inspired and, and reconnected to Jesus. And Jesus is the mm. one who actually guides and, and he's the one who, who gives the wisdom. And where they go, that's just beautiful to see. I'm looking forward to see what they do. Mm. But I don't think that's the, the standard operating procedure for some people. What what do you think it is? I mean, let's just want to dig a little deeper here. What do you think it is that they cannot handle, and why is a, and why would a leader say, "My, I don't want to expose people to this." I did. This this is not a. I mean, this is they cannot they cannot they don't have the capacity to process what's happening here. I I honestly think that. Um and you'll see this in, in British history when it comes to politics, uh, that uh, in the ancient days they would say things like, oh, we can't allow people to make decisions or we can't allow you know, a parliament to make decisions or we, now the country's going to because it's these people who have no idea what's going on are making decisions. And I think that unfortunately there are leaders... Um, in, within our tribe who feel the same way, a kind of disparaging view of humanity, who kind mm. of look at people as just like, ah, you don't really make a decision. You just stay aside, stay quiet, stay out of the way. And you'll walk with, with Jesus. It should just, I'll tell you how to do that. And I think for us, it was, um, we were just bringing so much energy to ourselves because we saw God was doing in our own lives, changing us, that uh, we wanted others to experience that and we felt that it was available and free for all. Mm. So we could call it a, a kind of a revolution that we didn't know we were part of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there was a democratization, right, of the mm. way that you think about Jesus. And that had always been one of our, um, not to answer this question for Jay, because I'm interviewing him, but I'm also apparently answering the question. Um, <laughs> uh, one of our, our main goals was to, to uh, recall, remember, a high Christology within the Seventh-day Adventist Church, to celebrate a high Christology is the way that we, we form those words. Mm -hmm. But um, we had no idea, uh, maybe Jay, you did, but I had no idea how shockingly revolutionary that would be at least perceived by some people that we were just yeah. giving it away yeah i think that the other thing was that um we have for some reason we have always when we present jesus he's just one of something else mm -hmm. and so when we the one project you know us together under the inspiration of the Spirit, I do believe this, that when we started to speak of Jesus being the pervasive, ultimate everything, and that all things are held together in him, um, and that's the only thing you really need to know and hold on to, um, ultimately, I think that, that frightened people because we, they were like, well, you, you said this, but you didn't talk about this, and you didn't talk about this, and those 16 things were really important to, to us. And we kept on saying, well, well, go start your own gathering and, and talk about those 16 things. Oh, wait, you do that all the time. And so, right. <laughs> so I'm mm -hmm. like, it's, it's, um, it was a, a liberation moment for us, right, that we felt. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tim, I don't know if you remember this. Maybe you probably do remember this. Uh, but it was, I think it was the following Seattle gathering where, where you, you preach this message and just so, so our, our listeners will know this, right, is that uh, we would review everything we were going to say before. Um, and we would talk about it, and we would make sure that we were, like, on point with this. But then Tim gets up, and he decides to, to kind of discard what he had planned. And uh, he said, <laughs> look, we, we, we used to say that we were celebrating the supremacy of Jesus through the Adventist church. 
but actually we should celebrate the supremacy of Jesus. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it was just like this this uh, <laughs> mic drop moment, and and we're like, yeah, that, that's true. And I think this is what the freedom in the spirit does to us is that it actually pushes us to to expand the kingdom beyond our control, but actually it's God's kingdom. And it was just, mm. it was, I had so many of those moments. Yeah. Well, and I think that, um, I, I think that we were, maybe we hadn't been involved in as much, Jesus showed up, right? And that became a very mm. dangerous thing. And, and people had a hard time with the language. I, I don't know if you had some of these conversations, but I literally had someone, I think this was down in Australia. Somebody said, well, don't you think God's mad that you're not talking about him? You're just talking about Jesus, which mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. wait, is that it? That's not a real question. And it absolutely was a real question. They were very concerned that God was going to be upset that we were talking about his son. I had to remind them that we believe in a Trinity and then explain that to them so that, you know, uh-huh. Are you upset? Are you know? A, I wouldn't be upset if I was ta- if somebody was talking about my son and not me. B, if my son was me, it's like me talking about my hand and my left hand's not upset that my we're talking about my right hand. Anyway, it was a it was weird. Yeah. Pushback has been yeah. strange, and you've had to bear a lot of that, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a, yeah, a fair amount of it. Um, I think I mean we all have in our in our own spheres, and um, yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, I think what was most painful about the pushback is when when people believe things about you without talking to you, people who you've known for a long time. I mean, I had friends in in back in Europe who called me, called me on the phone. They had n- not talked to me in like seven years, right, on the phone, and they call me on the phone and they're and they they're weeping, and they're like, "What have you done?" And I'm like, mm. "What have I done?" <laughs> Tell, mm-hmm. please, please tell me what what is it that I've done? And it was just this incredible shock. Um, I had relatives uh, who felt the same way, um, and that was mm-hmm. that was really that was really difficult. Um, it's it's taken a long journey for people to understand that actually what we've done is by the fruits of the spirit, right? Um, that what we were part of was not something we created, but actually something that God placed inside us. Mm. Good. Yeah, and not and not to be subversive, actually to support and grow the very statements that we say we believe in. Mm. Right? That Jesus is all, that, that Jesus is king, that Jesus saves. Like the the it, to me it was just fascinating the pushback that we received and then that we had to deal with. And I will say that you guys had to deal with a lot more than I did, um, for whatever reason. And the way that you guys engaged, the criticism was incredible. I think. Mm. What's the weirdest one, Jay? <laughs> the weirdest one? Oh, oh. Uh, the weirdest one, oh, this would be the weirdest one, the best one. It would be um, <laughs> arriving, do you remember, do you remember, maybe you remember this, we were in, in Auckland, New Zealand, and these two guys were wearing, two uh, Anglo guys were sitting outside and they're wearing sackcloth, like a, a bag that they cut a potato bag that they cut, put over themselves with a pair of jeans and they had ashes and they were throwing it on their heads. And so I was like, what's going on? So I, I couldn't resist. I went out there to talk to them and I said, what, what, what's happening here, brother? And they're like, do you know what's going on inside that space? I said, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me what's going on in the space. And they're like, well, you know, it's it's an abomination. They're, they're playing drums and music you know it's just evil music and i was like oh my i said and mm. i you know eventually i i asked them if they do this for uh for the sex trade do they put ashes and stand outside buildings and protest the sex trade do they do this for child abuse and there was mm. a silence i said i said it's interesting how you're willing to go do this and protest this because you're worried about some drums being played but for real issues that are really affecting people's lives, killing people, you, you're silent. I mm. said, you know, maybe, maybe you need to go work on your ashes and uh, what you're mm. throwing ashes over. So it was, uh, it was fascinating. That was, that was great. The tracks, the, do you remember the, in Chicago, the people who were told to all turn up <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and deliver tracks? And, and st- or Seattle, they told them, stand outside and don't enter the building, the hotel. And... I'm like, you're asking guests not to rent the hotel. That's awkward. That's weird. 
There are people That's literally so blocking the entrance to yes. Chicago, <laughs> handing out these tracks. I remember that. Yeah, bizarre. Oh. Yeah, and they were taking turns. They were doing shifts. You know, because it was very cold. You know, <laughs> so you're you're talking about. Um, some people on the fringes, sackcloth, ashes, that's fringy. People standing out in the cold, freezing, trying to handle. But there was also critiques. And, but you also mentioned the family members, right, and friends. There's mm. also critique from our, critiques from our leaders, critique from church denominational leaders or silence mm. from them when they, when they saw us being attacked the way we were that for me to was painful. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. I mean, literally like two weeks ago, to this day. Yeah, there are there are people who who what I am amazed is how many people are really supportive, right, of the idea of us talking about Jesus Christ, but they will only do it in private. Yeah. Right? Yes. They're, Why do you think that really is? Really supportive. Too much to lose. Too much to I, lose. I, I think, I think, uh, I think, I think it's fear. It's like uh, you know, you, I've watched this election that I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't get to vote in this country. I've watched this election here, and uh, I'm just amazed how many people after the election uh, are now coming out saying, "Oh yeah, that, that was mm -hmm. this or that was this," and, and but they waited for the election. But before that, there was silence. So it's the same thing with with this. There is a, a there's a fear to to stand up and say, "Yeah, that's that's great," but you know, there's so many amazing people uh, Lawrence's Turner's message was mm. brilliant in, in Australia where no in San Diego where he said uh, that he he did look up the one project before coming to speak and and it made him blush <laughs> what? Say, say more that was, I remember that. say more he, he said he, he got up and he said you know I, I, I looked up the comments that people said about this thing the one project and and it made him blush <laughs> when, when he reflects on all the words that people shared and so Lawrence mm. is just a brilliant mind and uh, yeah 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 I, yeah man I think that um let's talk about so if we can can we talk about this we I we may have Go. we obviously we were held in in some some disregard if you will um by certain people like you say fringe elements and then of course of course, there were some, you know, people within the church, like you say, being quiet and withholding. However, there was an episode, if you will, where we were, um, like, it became official. They began to take a look into us in a way that had never happened to me mm -hmm. professionally before. Maybe let's mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit, JFit, and talk about some of those interactions. Yeah, I think I think the official. The unofficial official uh, uh, investigation um, took place about two, three years, right? Uh, yeah. Over a span of time, where they they viewed every single sermon we did. They they said that uh, they read everything that we wrote, and uh, and then they wanted to meet face to face uh, with us to discuss uh, questions that they had and uh, and concerns that they wanted to raise, and, and that. That one final meeting, I remember, that was uh, that was pretty intense. That was pretty intense, mm. and I, I think again, I'm I'm just thankful to to God for all that um, that He did in preparation for that through through our lives. Because I came out of that meeting just I don't know mm. in in utter utter sadness, like a deep mm. a deep mm -hmm. sadness uh, that only only Jesus could pull us out of. Now, Jafit, you've talked in very obtuse terms about this. I'm a little more interested in getting granular. <laughs> we get really specific on this on this podcast. Oh, we do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who were so, they? So, uh, who who investigated they us? Who investigated us, Jafit? Huh. Huh. Uh, so um, there's a, a branch in the, <laughs> the government of our church that actually uh, was assigned the responsibility to to investigate the theology um, behind the one project mm. and the good in the one project yeah you you described the second meeting but I remember the first meeting where I was present um, what was what was the outcome of that first meeting we had with two delegates from this branch you keep talking about um, <laughs> that we were we were it was a summons essentially it was a summons to um this, this a discovery summons to find out where we stood on a number of issues that they had deemed 
or they they said there was question marks about whether we were orthodox uh, in our in our positions mm-hmm. with Adventism. Like what? How did that meeting turn out? Well, in your I, I think that uh, I think that I I would have loved it if it was like in a really great cathedral. All right, it would have been fantastic because that would have been a great painting that we could have done afterwards. But uh, but actually, it wasn't in anything any grand location. the The result of it was that they they couldn't find any fault. Right, they couldn't find anything wrong. What they could say is that there's just the absence of things that they would like to see. Uh, but there was mm. nothing wrong. They could not find any heresy. They were just constantly. It was a search for heresy, which is a really weird thing to do. Right, to spend energy and effort into but that's what they were doing they were searching for heresy and they couldn't find anything they were just like we we kept on saying give us the quote tell us what we've said i mean everything we do is is open it's online it's mm. free it's uh, it's available and and they couldn't find that kind of stuff it was just the well we think that one day you might say this i'm like oh my <laughs> well <laughs> i think a lot of things that one day you might say this as well but <laughs> yeah 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 you know, I remember the first question on a long list that they had with them yes, that day was, "Are you are you trying to change? The, are you trying to change the church?" Uh, <laughs> do you remember how mm-hmm. you answered, Tim? Do you remember how you <laughs> answered? I remember two questions. I remember how I answered that one. I think in the affirmative. Yes, it was an enthusiastic. <laughs> absolutely, of yes. course, of course. We're. I try to change my life every single day yes like but you know that the first question they asked in that in that storied meeting where i put on a suit that's how seriously i took it i put on was a it a black suit, suit? Mm. it was a black suit absolutely because that's the only suit i own um but i remember they, they said first question so why did you join the one project <laughs> and do you guys remember what I said? I said, I reject that question. There was no such thing as the one project to join. It was a group of guys that got together to talk about their calling, to talk about their lives. And yeah. out of that came a movement yeah. called the one project. But I didn't, I didn't seek to join the one project. It does mm-hmm. not exist externally outside of brothers coming together and, and sisters coming together in Christ. That's mm-hmm. ludicrous. I think that's the words I said. So it started auspiciously, as many of my meetings do. <laughs> mm. Do you remember this, JFit? And maybe you can explain this. Do you remember the knife and the cheese comment? Yes, yes, I do, I do, I do. Um, and Give I us the context the, and then explain it. Well, well, I think what was interesting is that, I mean, it came to knife and cheese eventually, but, um, but really there was just multiple conversations where we would have with certain leaders in the church uh, who would say to us, one, who gave you permission? Uh, mm-hmm. to kind of gather together and uh, and then how come you're setting the agenda uh, for the church um, and uh, we were like mm. I don't mm. know if we're setting the agenda for the entire church we are definitely setting setting some kind of space for people to reflect on who God is and what God can do in your life and and that actually is liberating but but it was that kind of stuff where we felt um, well what's the phrase that they use it was power and control they said mm-hmm. we, you're not supposed to have power and control and we said, we don't have power and control. And said, no, 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 you have power and control. We, it's supposed to be with us. And, and I was like, that's a really weird <laughs> sentence, a really weird conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like everything inside me to, to not burst out laughing, right, in these meetings because you're just like, this is just ridiculous. You feel like you've, you've stepped out and, and you're watching uh, a comical scene, like a black comedy take place. And yes, a British and comedy. Yeah. <laughs> British comedy, yeah. <laughs> Where nobody's so, sure if they're supposed always, to laugh which is because it's not it's lovely. not really funny for most people in the, in the world. But you're like, it seems yet, like uh, this is yet. funny. I'm glad that you said, I'm glad you recognize that it is for most of the world because it is actually pervasive that the British comedy does reach every corner <laughs> of the planet. I mean, just for the record. Yeah, but have you noticed that people always fix it? I don't know if you watch The Office. <laughs> yes, but I have seen that. They fixed it. To, re- to, to do it. But we do, we uh, take your originals, thing. It's always based on the original, right? <laughs> um, but uh, listen, so, so, the, so the thing, well, sorry, Tim, you go. No, I was just going to say, we have not explained the knife and the cheese because that's a pretty, to me, that was a seminal moment yeah. in the one project in our understanding yeah. of what's, what's happening. Because like you say, there were people who were saying you're setting the agenda for the North American division or for the world church, which a, none of us had set out to do. I don't, I mean, maybe you had, maybe you had 
some subversiveness mm. that I didn't know about that you didn't tell us that's what you were doing. But mm. I, I don't think that's what was happening. So give it, being given that sort of influence and responsibility was kind of interesting. Certainly it was, it was breathtaking for the people who were giving it to us because they didn't think we should have it. Well, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, Tim. Look, I said, so I remember the knife and cheese comment. <clears throat> did but, you just say go ahead and then not stop talking? <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Go ahead, brother. I, I apologize. I'm no, no, no. I'm not interested today. now. No, now I want to hear what you have to say because it was important to you. Because you're genuinely that, a nice person you know, and you just didn't even want to stop. So go ahead. It, I think this is this is, this entire moment can be traced back to the comment that Japheth made earlier about uh, British history and and the the reluctance to allow people to have a a vote or a say in, in determining the future or interpreting truth. It's actually a reformation issue, Japheth. This this goes mm. back to to a control of an access to to truth, to um to reading scripture, interpreting it. And I think I think that what happened at that moment, before we actually get to the exact moment in describing it, is that for so long, and, and by the way, this is a realization that I had through the one project myself, for so long there, there was this positional authority that we that we function under and then we don't believe mm -hmm. in apostolic authority we don't say it but we actually did as a matter of fact um you know one of our earlier presidents butler um his his mm -hmm. actual comment which i have quoted in one of my sermons of the one project was my position as president of this denomination gives me a better and clearer view of theology hmm. and the hmm. future of this denomination. He actually wow. said those words. So I think that that we realized early on that the pushback from our own denomination was that, oh, uh, yeah, positionally, positional authority is gone. Like I, I don't influence, influence and authority does does not necessarily come with the chair I, I sit on right now. Right. And the investigation that we were, the investigation was really about that. Like how how dare you um, take control and and yeah. interpret yeah. things that are really in the purview of of these people, the this this group of people, and I want to say finally that 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 the the admission by one of the people who was there to investigate us, this is what the knife and cheese comment was about. Mm -hmm. He was admitting to us that that we in fact had not by virtue of our position not by virtue of anything we had been invited to do but because we had decided the spirit's going to lead us and the spirit has led us to jesus we had taken control and and we were in fact directing um the the future of at least not not the entire church but at least of the people who were listening and being involved okay. in our in our move in our movement it is it is for me um a galatians one issue you know when when paul says that he he didn't go to jerusalem to get authority and permission he just says yes. i follow jesus i follow jesus and um and i'm just going to do what jesus called me to and some of the people at the time of the apostle paul were just like no, no, no you need you need our our blessing to be able to do this and we were doing the same candidly um we were basically saying we we have the privilege and we have the responsibility that God has called us to actually gather people together and to talk about who Jesus Christ is, what he means in our life, how it's changed our life, and we believe he will change yours. And what you do with that is is between you and God, and it's going to be beautiful because God's the one who leads. That was the entire board with all the cheese and the knife and they were like you don't only have the cheese you have the knife as well and you have the board and and we we just we don't even have the crumbs and so they were they were upset about that and and that was bizarre because quite candidly there are so many other people in the planet who are doing so many amazing things um in the name of jesus just beautiful things and we're minor we're minor we kept on saying this to them Listen, you're talking a couple of thousand people who come together. I mean, it's, it's there's 450 million people in this country. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I can't even work out the percentage how small that percentage is. Uh, but just you know, chill. You've got like a million people inside the the church in in North America, and we're talking about 1,500 people who gather together. Just 
Mm. What are you so worried about? I think they were worried about the, the type of people that came together um, because, honestly, the people who came thought. They were mm. thinkers. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it, wow. it was... It was shocking to me. It was shocking to me the shock waves that the one project put through the church. Um, uh, to me, often it seemed like much ado about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it was nothing, but you know, I think the the Seventh Day Adventist Church had been praying for reform and revival or something, reformation and revival, and yeah. we felt like it was here. It just mm-hmm. wasn't the one they were expecting, which by and large is how the Holy Spirit works from what I can tell. Um, mm. But the, I, go ahead. I'm with you on that. I know I'm with you on that, Tim. And I think, I think that um, we as Protestants love uh, the Reformation, right? We love the idea of Reformation. I, I personally think that uh, I've come to this epiphany recently that, that I think there's something wrong with the Protestant work ethic. Um, mm. that has actually per- pervasively entered into our faith practice and our walk with Jesus, that it's about all that we can do in all of our power and all of our identities and in, in how we work hard to be able to live in that space. And, and what Jesus has called us to is, is far more liberating than that, far yes. more powerful than that and beautiful than that. And, and that has been really a difficult uh, journey for people. Yeah. So I've... I've yeah, I think that that's the space that was just uh, beautiful for us. Because, you know, for us, every time we had a gathering, we were inspired by each other. We were inspired by all that God was saying through us, through the conversations with people. I mean, oh, my, the the, mm. the tears. I can't do the blessing without without uh, yeah. <laughs> without being taken uh, so, by God with that. You know, because I, I imagine a lot of our a lot of our dear listeners um, are not, may have not attended the One Project, are not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. They're probably being introduced to the One Project, uh, listening to this series. Um, I want to talk about that as a, as a, maybe like a, one of the, some of the highlights for you. What are they? You know, uh, maybe you could think of two or three of the, maybe highlights from a specific moment or specific moments, plural. But you know, so dear listeners, in case. In case you're listening to this, wondering what happened, I don't. I want to save you the time, uh, and let you know. Don't don't waste time researching this. Like don't <laughs> don't don't Google it because it is. Let me save you the time by saying, um, we are not Jesuits trying to infiltrate God's true church. We're not doing that. We're not. We don't have some nefarious agenda. We we don't drink the blood of little kittens. <laughs> We don't. Um, what have I heard? Uh, we're we're not in, we're not we're hypnotizing not, people. We're not hypnotizing. <laughs> I honestly funny. don't know a whole lot about Eastern Transcendental Meditation, <laughs> which I've been accused of, of trying to do with people. Um, there there is a long. I'm not a witch. I was called a witch once, by the way. I think I've said that several times. I'm not a witch. Um, I'm not. I'm not a sorcerer, which is the male version, I think, of uh, of which because I'm a male. <laughs> I'm not that either. Um, we are not like. Look, if there's if there's any scandal, it's maybe maybe the fact that we eat tons of food after one project or doing like we is that that may be the only scandal here. Um, there's nothing nefarious going on here dear listener uh don't waste your time there's been books written about us there's been entire conferences organized around us um that are really really dark comedy funny um but having said all this i just want to say javen maybe we could move towards ending on what is the what is the what are the highlights for you what what do you Mm. remember being the most the sweetest moments the most like when you know this is the reason why god called us to do this i i think that god uh, the blessings that that i've experienced through this have just been for my own life have been fantastic i mean first of all we have each other uh, as brothers i mean like the, the fact that we talk every day by text uh, and it just it it has been a blessing a real blessing, a rich blessing in my life to know that I have 
um, other other believers out there who who love Jesus Christ and together we are journeying on this. And so that I will I'll treasure and I, I and I do treasure that for the rest of my life and I'm very thankful for that. But there are just so many amazing moments of of just the right hug, you know, with the right person who you just suddenly realize that that person is like, man, they fall in love with Jesus again, just like we have, uh, like mm. we do every day, you know. Yeah. Um, the the holding somebody's hand and praying the blessing into their life, and when they mm. do that to you as well in return, and uh, the sense of the Holy Spirit's presence, um, which is palpable, right? It's not like something we talk about. Well, the Holy Spirit's here, but I have never experienced it. I'm like, it's palpable. You can, you can, you know that God is real and God is calling you. And so, so when difficult things happen, mm-hmm. you're not shaken in the same way. That's just, uh, that's incredible. I, I, um, I'm thankful, eternally thankful for the love that has been expressed by so many people. I mean, the emails, the the text messages, the the stopping us in the corridor, total strangers that we don't know, right? Just uh, thankful that they've discovered Jesus, and they have done amazing things. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we just like scratched the surface, and and to see them do, and lead, and be transformed by the power of the Spirit, it's actually what the gospel is. It is good news, mm. and it really does make life better. So. Yeah, talk about this blessing. I, I think this blessing moment that none of us can get through without um, getting emotional. Yeah, yeah, I think that's actually something that's uh, really needed in in our walk with God is emotions. Mm. Um, you know, if you if you're going to be in love with God, if you're going to allow God's love to inspire you and to to teach you how to love. You have to be emotionally engaged as well. You have to experience that. And I don't know what it is, uh, quite candidly, about the words, but it's that the words, every sentence means something. It carries mm. it carries freedom, it carries strength, and it's, it's like God is speaking them into me. So as I read them, I feel that Jesus is saying them to me. Mm. Um, so we do, so we do this actual, yeah. you know, this actual anointing um, that our friend Danny Hernandez taught us during the first, the very first one, right? First yep. uh, gathering. Back in Atlanta. Um, and, and everyone reads this, this blessing prayer for each other and we anoint each other as we mm-hmm. do so. And um, no matter how many times we've done this, over 30 times, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, is, it feels like a, like a brand new, like a brand new commissioning like a brand new baptism of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, like a brand new, um, I I think of everything I do differently after each anointing, each each time we do this for each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's no, beautiful. I do too, I do too. It is, it is good. And I think it's because we actually all want to belong to each other. Mm-hmm. And we want to know yeah. that we actually, you know, that God has us and, and God does, he does. He just, we, we have to, we have to remind ourselves by saying it out loud, you know, then it becomes real. Jay, I want to ask you a question that may be an, an odd way to move toward, end, toward the end here. So I remember this moment in 2018, <laughs> right? It was beautiful. Yeah. We were in San Diego. Um, there had been this celebration of the end of the One Project. Um, we all brought you up front, right? And we all gathered <laughs> yeah. around you. I was crying like a child. <laughs> ah, so was I. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we placed hands on you and we gave thanks to God for this vision, how you led us in this for eight, for eight years. And at the end of it, everyone walked away just knowing the, the grand completion of the one project. It ends here. <laughs> what happened next? <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Um I may have struggled to to close it all down, and uh, <laughs> so I may I may have told all the leaders that it was in the process of closing down. I may have just forgot to complete all of that. <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so, what was difficult is that you know, I mean, you know, it's like we still are talking every day, and we are getting messages from everybody that we know, and from around the world saying, man, we, we miss it. And we're like, well, we miss it too. And, but you know, go be, go, 
go do more in your local church and you can do it, you can do it. Um, and uh, it just kept on building up. <laughs> um, so we thought, all right, we'll, do, we'll just do one more just to kind of like close it off properly, like, you know, say farewell. <laughs> well, there was a watershed <laughs> moment that, that we all, the leaders texted in, if you remember. Mm-hmm. If we can be that granular. It was, for me, I'll just speak for me. I don't want to indict anybody else. But at this point, we're just, we're telling the truth. Um, for me, it was when the announcement of compliance committees were put up, was, was put out. That yeah. that our um, that our hierarchy yeah. said that there would be compliance committees, and to me, since the thing that we had been involved in seemed to be the most subversive thing we had done, not maybe knowingly, um, that's when the text messages started to fly between leadership um, of our of our organization of, well, maybe we shouldn't be done yet. Mm. Little did we know that Japheth had had his finger on the trigger for months <laughs> about kicking off another one project because this is how it went down in my house. I don't know if anybody's, this is how it went down in my house. We have a conversation before 5 a.m. on text. By two o'clock in the afternoon, there's registration for a new one project. I had not spoken to my wife. I get home and she's like, so it's beginning again. And my answer was, what? What do you mean? And she's like, well, it's being announced and there, people can register. And I was like, apparently so. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good, Jay. That's good. No, Tim, you, that's a good reminder, actually. Uh, that is a good reminder. We... It, I, I really do believe that actually was a really imp important part is that we have this responsibility. Um, and that's why I don't think it's going to go away. I, we have this responsibility to use the voice that we have and the time that we have, as short as it is on this planet, um, and, to, and to speak up with that voice. And this, well, whether we admit this or not, whether we realize this or not, this is actually uh, uh, a great network of people who actually want to be engaged in a conversation that's free yeah mm. yeah 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 so i'm 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 really i'm really excited about the future i'm really excited that we're going to have four gatherings a year uh next year and um i'm oh what? Yeah. i don't feel yeah. like anyone again i feel like i feel like i feel like this, this is, is what we're great. talking about this is sam are you on the leadership team are you on I, the leadership team for the one project on um, oh, no, I no, think we exist because I thought I was. Here, and we I don't exist. <laughs> the leadership team exists in Japheth's head, in his mind, <laughs> and I think our voice, our vote is always I. Um, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think there's ever a leadership meeting in his mind that that. Um, so, the concept, <laughs> just to be clear, the concept on Monday when we meet next Monday for our for our board meeting is that we should uh, we should have four gatherings a year. Um, we should do one four gatherings a year and then uh and yeah we should do this online provide them free like we did right now uh we should go find some people to to support that so we can make it free um mm -hmm. and we should provide this conversation because and we need to find that time zone that's sweet between you know all the continents as much as possible and uh and this is very <laughs> exciting i'm glad you guys are excited about it too so that's great, that's great. <laughs> i need a nap well that's the thing the I thing is the thing is this is that you know Man, you don't. He's wanna, going you don't in. He's going into his. I'm going to convince that, you. Voice. Have you noticed it. that? Yep, that is the voice. Right <laughs> he's there, like, yeah, you know. The thing is, the thing is, the reason why here's you need to get thing. in on this. Here's the thing. thing. The thing. Go is, ahead, is Jay. Who wants? Who wants to leave? Uh, who wants to not go to a moment where you can have Sam kind of bring you to the moment where you're just like, that is my oh. Jesus, <laughs> right? Oh, okay, so that's, that's, that's how he sounds. Did you see that? He's playing on your emotions, Sam. I know, I know. Yeah. I want, I want to be in on that, Jafet. <laughs> I do not want. And I, Tim, I mean, me I just, uh, I just love, I love that people come away. You know, I don't know if you knew this, but for stay the course, we had all our hosts listen. This is to our last, our last gathering was called the stay the yeah, course. Just, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and we had all the hosts listen to the gathering, and uh, they they came back saying. Yeah, we we liked all the messages, but we really liked Tim's message. They didn't like Sam was good and Jafer was okay and Alex was okay, but but boy, Tim, oh my goodness! And I was like, it wasn't that good. 
<laughs> exactly. It's amazing. It's amazing. No, it's amazing. And I think, you know, uh, our friend uh, Tim Blackwelder, we, Tim Blackwelder, by the way, he was the one who helped us to be able to even make the very first one in Atlanta. Mm. Um, and uh, Tim Blackwelder, Alex and I were talking to him just the, the other week, and he was like, oh, Tim can speak anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. And it's Thank good, you, Tim. Good, it's good. It's like that. It is good. It's good. But I think it's because his name is Tim, and so he's, he's probably he likes that. No. All right. So enough, enough buttering us up. Enough right, buttering. Right. We need so to wrap this up. This. We yeah. need to wrap Go. this up. Look, wrap. we didn't even give. We did not even acquiesce. He's just assuming we did because we accepted like appreciative comments. And he's like, "Well, you accepted that. You'll probably accept the fact that you're going to speak more from me." Um, what you, were you going to say, Sam? No, I was going to say you. You had me at whatever you said first. I'm in. This is exactly how it's been for <laughs> 10 years. Jay, I'm easy. You know, that. Tim's the one that's hard to convince. I'm easy. <laughs> oh, listen, I just need a good meal and I'm there. Um, listen, so yes. there's a lot more coming up. If you want to go check out what's happening at The One Project, because you also have some other things happening. There's a John Project that's going on mm -hmm. um, that yeah. maybe you can speak to. Just give us a 30-second on that, 30-second commercial for that, and then we'll, then we'll guide everybody to the website. Yeah, we're, we're online every week. Uh, we started last week, and uh, we're online every week on Wednesday afternoons um, to go through the Gospel of John. We're going to we're gonna build, if you like, uh, a living commentary uh, on the Ooh, Gospel nice. of John together. Yeah. Nice. So I'm excited Excellent. about this. Really and good. you can check that out at theoneproject.org. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. We want to drive our listeners there for sure, and uh, we're really grateful for them for hanging out for this journey. Jafit, we're thankful that you've come and joined us. There may be times that we reference you um, and remember things during this podcast. We, A, assume you won't be listening, and B, take whatever creative <laughs> license that we can. So there's really no recourse if we disagree with anything that you said or if we you know, know. comment in the way that we want to over the next few next few. Um, opportunities here we also um uh, the next guest in the one project will be alex bryan he's going to show up i think next week um and we're going to have oh, some conversations Tim, we're asynchronous we're, he's no going to show one. up he he's may coming. show up right now he may be coming in the next 10 minutes yeah i don't know i gotta go home and take a shower because i haven't yep. done that yet um anyway thank you jay fed always a pleasure hanging hey, out absolutely brothers Thank you for all that you do. Thank you, to, thank you for everything that you've done for the church and for us and our, our lives personally. You've enriched us greatly um, mm. through, through just our interactions and our opportunities. And we need to get together again. We need to find another Denver mm. moment in the midst of this COVID crisis that we are I having. Anyway, anyway uh, listener, thank you. Listeners, listener, I spoke to the one. That's, that's that may be the case. <laughs> thank you guys. Thanks for being here. This is Sam and Tim, apparently for this season. Tim and Sam, have a great day. We'll see you guys later. Our podcast and its theme music is produced by Michael Lenore, and our content manager is Teresa Rojas. Tim is the lead pastor of Crosswalk Church in Redlands, California, and Sam oversees spiritual care for Adventist Health. Thank you for joining them for today's conversation. For more information on what they have going on or to support their ministry financially, visit www.samandtim.com. That is S-A-M, the letter N-T-I-M.com. 